Scott and Liam versus Evil. How was Slam Dunk? It was good. It was very good. Uh, we went out after it and I'd already whited because you know how much I absolutely love a whitey. And in my head, I was like, I'm not going out to another bar. Like, I'm finishing the night here. I can't wait again. So I put my hand in the hole in my, my jeans and I ripped the leg clean off it, <laughs> both sides. In my drunk state, I thought that was the best idea and it would mean that I definitely couldn't go out to a pub. But what it actually meant is that at about two in the morning, I was standing in Subway in Leeds City Centre <laughs> with a pair of denim hot pants that were cut straight up to my gooch. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic why are there no pictures of this there is one picture uh, Perry's brother took a picture of me walking away and you just see my milky white calf muscles <laughs> <laughs> fantastic absolutely brilliant I think there's a video of me dancing or doing lunges in the bar with <laughs> little to no jeans on so yeah that was a mess <laughs> how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was spent working, looking at uh, all your guys' Snapchats and Instagram stories of these yourselves at Slam Dunk, which did look pretty good, to be fair. Um, Newfound Glory, I've seen you seen them, and I've not seen them live before, uh, and I was quite gutted I missed them. However, you were standing outside in the rain, and I was quite okay to have missed that <laughs> part of festivals. I also learned that uh, Busted were the secret band, and yeah. I am this genuinely no joke gutted to miss that, because I wouldn't actually buy a ticket for a Busted show, but if I could catch them as part of something else, I'd definitely have been there to see them. As we walked in, we were like, right, what we're going to do is relive our youth. So only do whatever 18-year-old you would do. And we went in and bust. We basically walked to the tent to see who this secret act was. And it was busted. And we kind of stood and watched them. And I was like, 18-year-old Liam would not be standing watching <laughs> busted. <laughs> so I'm away. And we left and went to see the turnstile or something like that. But... It was really fucking good. Somebody who was like five years old when eighteen-year-old Liam was going to gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just did you just come at me with an age joke? Yeah, but that's the thing though these days, isn't it? I mean, you're you know spring chicken. I'm no spring chicken, but I'm still younger than you. You always will be. I've accepted that fact. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Scott and Liam versus Evil, episode ninety-eight. I am Liam. And the voice that you're hearing right now belongs to Scott Howley, one of your other co-hosts. How is that for an intro? I'm still not getting it right yet, I don't think. That was better than last week, because at least you remembered your name. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Every victory, Scott, every victory. (laughs) So this week, it's my pick, so you know it's going to be a good one, and... uh, I think it's fair to say right off the bat that I have picked an absolute screamer, Yes. Yes, that's a screamer, <laughs> yes. Depends what your, your definition of screamer is, but yes, certainly that's that's it. Absolutely amazing. One that you would want to watch again and again and buy on all formats. Well... <laughs> so, this week we're going to be talking about Bloodbeat from 1983. It's directed by Fabrice A. Zafiratos, who is like a French-Canadian-Vietnamese man who directed this in conjunction with a studio in America. I could be making that up, but it sounds just as bonkers as what's about to come. Uh, Should we give the IMDb synopsis? There there is real no way to actually give you a synopsis of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But 
IMDB get like 10% close to it, so... <laughs> a woman who lives in deer hunting country in rural Wisconsin is possessed by the spirit of a Japanese samurai warrior. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> well, the synopsis on Amazon Prime was did not tell you that at all. Uh, it says that um, when, a, when a young man takes his new girlfriend home to meet his family in rural Wisconsin, she, she uh, is haunted by a strange presence of a samurai who kills the townsfolk. Now, that synopsis, while describing a movie with multiple all-over-the-place themes, told me about that samurai ghost, and I knew exactly why you picked this movie, which is fair <laughs> enough, since I'm always in the hunt for cowboy horrors. It was an accident, like an accidental find. I was going through Amazon uh, Prime, and do you know that is actually like a video shop? Like, you go through it and it's just... Oh, it's worse app. than a video shop, but there's so much <laughs> shite on there. You say shite? And I was like, what is Bloodbeat? What is what is Bloodbeat? What is this? What is this? And I read the the synopsis and I thought, right, okay. Just forget the samurai thing. Everything else about it sounds amazing. And customers also watched Demon Wind. So I was like, right, it's got to be this. It has to be it. And then I watched it and that's my message. And I was like, right, I I have my pick. Bloodbeat. (laughs) God. Uh, so we'll play the trailer if there is a trailer oh, I hope there is <laughs> I so hope there is we'll play the trailer and then we'll be back to go through the no- I have three pages of notes and I never really make notes I don't even <laughs> nah, let's just let's just let's just go <laughs> uh, so here is the trailer a ghost a ghost a devil a devil a poltergeist a poltergeist Call it what you will, what you will. It lives, it lives, it breathes, it breathes. You'll be paralyzed with fears, with fear as it kills, as it kills, as mutilates, mutilates anyone in its power. Tormented by a psychic power, psychic powers, bloodbeat, bloodbeat, a horrifying, horrifying, inexplicable, inexplicable events, an evil presence seeking revenge, spilling blood, spilling blood, spreading terror, terror. Bloodbeat, bloodbeat, a video from Thorny MI. <laughs> right, Scott, so let's get into your new favourite film. Bloodbeat. Yeah, well, to begin with, the soundtrack actually was making me very happy. It was like the synth uh, 80s to begin with. And then you get to meet some of the characters. I know it's top quality acting in this motion picture. <laughs> Are you talking about... Uh, Every one of them. Ga- <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love where they live, though, right? I do love where they live. That It's like rural Wisconsin, right? That's supposed to be where it's set. But that like country... like. Rural autumn colours. I think it's winter, but it's it's still like kind of autumn colours, and it just that's my idea of awesome America. That's the America I wanted to live in before the current political climate has just made the world a shite hole. <laughs> we shall say that this is also a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, Christ- it's Christmas. Isn't it? That's right. So it's so it's a Christmas movie set in rural Wisconsin, directed by a Vietnamese Frenchman, eh, all about a samurai ghost. Yeah, like I said, all over the place themes. <laughs> that opening scene though where they're hunting the deer although you don't know it's a deer it's so long and he pulls the bow back and what is he going to hit you don't actually ever see what he's hunting that's when I knew this was going to be good <laughs> <laughs> and then the dialogue between 
Gary and Cathy. Where... Is that when they had an argument? <laughs> no, this is just before that, where she's outside, he's, he's, she's seen the deer that Gary's so excited about, and then she's like, oh, I've got a really sore head, and he says, is that a migraine? He's like, oh, come here, come here, come here, hugs it. And he's like, why don't we go get coffee? And she's like, yeah, like, that's the worst <laughs> thing to do in a fucking migraine. Does he not also Guy. say at this point, like, why don't we get married? And she says, no, I'm not going to marry you. <laughs> yeah, that's and he's like, we can't go on like this, can we? We're okay the way we are. He's like, no, you can't because he wants to marry you and you don't want to marry him. He should leave right now. You are just prolonging hurt. It won't get easier. It won't change. You won't get better. You just took blood beat to a, a, a level of depth that it didn't have to go to. No, and it certainly was not a level of depth that it didn't have. Gary was fucking bailing that Cathy didn't want to get married. <laughs> like Gary, Gary seems like a nice guy, but he could not hand, or he could not hide the the rage emotion, and he just wanted to scissor kick Cathy right out of the kitchen. Yeah, because every other person in rural Wisconsin is telling their wife what to do, and he's just like, she won't even be my wife. So he's so emasculated. I, I don't know because he did when he first met her. In fact, it was before the wedding thing when she sat on his knee and said, don't move, be quiet, I've got great news. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman in this movie reminds me of a mix of uh, between Shelley Duvall and Margot Kidder. That is fair. Yep. So we see around the house, there's a, a sinister Buddha statue for some reason, and there's also sinister paintings. Which Cathy painted, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Uh Right, right. So, write my notes. Right, this is when they've, they've went to meet. Uh, they've, they've, took. What's the what's the girlfriend's name? Ted's girlfriend. Sarah. Right. Sarah. Right. So, this is the kind of main character we kind of follow. So, Ted takes Sarah to meet his family, and then they have. There's a weird kind of interaction between Sarah and Kathy, who's Ted's mum, at the door. <laughs> like, what do they do? They just stare at each other. Yeah, she just stares at her. Like Kathy stares at Sarah as if she wants to kill her, and then. It just suddenly flicks and she's like, oh, Sarah, welcome. Yeah. She just brings it out of the house. Whereas Sarah is now like, right, I'm on edge. Your mum's a fucking creep. Yeah. So I know, right, so then then at some point they get to the bedroom and Ted's like totally like trying to bang Sarah. Now, I, know, I know some people freak out around their mother-in-laws, but imagine trying to bang your girlfriend and she keeps talking about your mum. Sarah will not shut up about your mum. She's literally got a top open and fondling her boobies and she's just like, ah, but your mum, like, did your mum paint these paintings? Is your mum downstairs? Is your mum out there? And you'd be like... Like, that's a mood killer. <laughs> well, it says more about Ted, that Ted's still trying to, like, get right in about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a note about that later on, to be honest with you. Um, my next note is actually, if Lauren was freaking out that much about my mum, it would put me right off. I'd be like, let's go for a walk or make me a sandwich or something instead, eh? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I haven't put make me a sandwich. I've just made it make a sandwich. Sorry, I wasn't actually sexist in my note, just in my words. <laughs> <laughs> So then Uncle Pete arrives. <laughs> did you did you clock how high the car went on the road? No. When they see when he's driving and he's like, I can't remember what their names are, but he's on the the walkie-talkie thing. Uh-huh. He just cut suddenly cuts from the car, and you just see this red jeep, easy about six foot in the air, coming flying over a hump. <laughs> I'm like, why is Pete so excited to go hunting? <laughs> Gary's already been hunting. Why didn't you fucking arrange this? Why have you just decided that, right, now it's like three o'clock, let's actually go hunting, and he's just screaming to Gary's house. <laughs> go back and watch it, because it's worth it just for that car jump. <laughs> oh, man. So so they're, they're all going hunting. So this is Ted, Uncle... What's his name? Uncle yeah, Pete. Pete. Uh, Gary. Uh, Ted's sister, forget her name. Uh, yeah, hey, Dolly. Dolly. And Sarah. The girlfriend's going as well. And Sarah goes, Ted, I can't hunt. 
Like, surely Ted didn't just spring on her that that's what they do at Christmas, they go into the woods <laughs> and hunt animals. I think Ted sprung a lot on Sarah. I don't think Sarah realised what was going on here. <laughs> <laughs> but, see, but do you also notice when they go to the woods, they go, they climb into the woods by going under a fence, a fence that's got like a fucking three foot gap underneath it. Like, just <laughs> by a shite fence, do you know what I mean? That is how you keep out poachers. <laughs> yeah. So they, 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 they see a bunch of deers in the woods. And then Sarah's smiling at the deer as if she's forgot that they're going to be eating it later. Catch it, kill it, eat it. Fucking Sarah better be a damn vegetarian. Would Sarah survive in your post-apocalyptic universe? No, of course not. She'd be first to go. <laughs> but I tell you what, right, so they're, they're, they're all going to shoot the deer, right? They're all aimed up. They've got a couple of guns and a couple of bows and arrows. And then uh, Sarah screams, No! Right? But, as if, and that's supposed to have scared off the deer, but the deers were fucking... Jumping about that woods like fucking maddies. There is no way in hell any one of them was going to shoot that deer. They were also all aiming at the same deer, and that's not how you hunt. <laughs> no, that's overkill. You don't, you don't all shoot the same thing. But see that this is another this is another part where the movie just goes fucking off at the wrong angle. So she runs away, right? So then Ted goes after her, but then the rest of them are all fucking mad, and the scene it kind of leads you up tension as if they're actually hunting her. <laughs> when like Ted was actually the only person that needed to go after her. I mean, Ted is sprinting after Ted is like Linford Christie tearing through the woods. It's like, just leave her, man. You know where she's going. She's got to go back to the house because she doesn't know where else she is. Yeah, but what she does do is she finds a clearing and then runs into a guy who's injured and who dies. He <laughs> dies literally two seconds after she bumps into him. Yeah. <laughs> just enough time to put his bloody hands on her face and then die. <laughs> uh, so, we, obviously, the ambulance and the cop comes and they report this death. And uh, this is just some fantastic acting between Gary and the cop. Are you sure you haven't seen this face before? Just again there, Gary. Are you sure you haven't seen this face before? Oh, Gary, Merry Christmas to y'all. <laughs> Fuck sake. And that was better acting than the fucking for the movie. <laughs> See, see when you watch it more than once there's a reference later on about them shooting like the the guy that gets killed later just slight spoiler talks about going hunting with Gary and stuff and his wife's raging he's like oh it was just an accident and then the cop is convinced that Gary killed this man he's like you sure you've not seen him are you sure you didn't shoot him Gary seems to be known for shooting people <laughs> yeah. accidentally when he goes hunting. Yeah. Why has nobody took yeah, why has nobody took the guns off him? Did, did <laughs> it's Dick America. Cheney, no, you don't take the guns off people. Did Dick Cheney accidentally shoot somebody? Yeah. You know do you know that story? No, I don't. He went hunting and the boy was wearing one of those bright orange like hunting vests and he shot him. Like he shot this guy, like <laughs> I think he was like a political rival and then he he managed to get away with it, see if it's an accident. Do you think a deer galloped back and took its vest off and like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I showed him? <laughs> <laughs> so we are back in the house and uh, Sarah's in bed she's not like joining the rest of the family and stuff because she got a fucking fright in the woods fuck she doing <laughs> greeting in bed at night she's probably fucking starving because they've had no fucking dinner because <laughs> she scared the dinner away yeah <laughs> although uh, nobody mentions the dinner that Gary caught that morning in the skinning when they all appeared so there's there's a scene right when she's in she's in the room and it kind of cuts between Sarah and the mum Kathy and Kathy's in her studio painting pictures but then she acts all possessed and she changes hands so the possessed hands painting the pictures and then Sarah's upstairs she's just found a samurai suit in a box by the bed I tell you that yeah she just there's a box there's like a trunk next to the bed she opens it and there's a fucking samurai suit in it I say that shit would be on display or getting worn every day 
You know, every time you went home for the holidays, but mum, I'm putting the samurai suit on. So we'd be stuck in a fucking box. And then she touches the knight, the, the sword, and she cuts her fingers. So that's what she, that's what she gets. That's that's when you touch a sword, you will cut yourself. Yeah, Sarah's just an absolute knob. It's a us. fucking wahoo, man. But it turns out that it's actually a ghost samurai suit. There was no samurai suit there, it, and she didn't cut herself. That was all a mirage, an illusion. <laughs> Obviously, it all makes perfect sense. Now I've got a, a quote here. Now I believe, if I remember right, when I'm taking these notes, this is an embellished quote <laughs> because the dialogue was so nonsense. <laughs> I think Gary says something along the lines to uh, Cathy that like she's got no use for him. Like, oh, what about you? A bit of garbage. But it's the way that it's delivered. I'm like, what do you think I am? A piece of plastic from a container that once all the contents have been used, uh, used to uh, you just dispose of me in the garbage as if I'm no longer of use to you. <laughs> That's dialogue. almost verbatim, by the way. What really? you actually said, I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the dialogue is just fucking so nonsense. But it's it is to be, to be fair, it is that kind of nonsense. It's actually quite funny to look at now, like twenty years later, or thirty years later, or whatever. Do you know uh, some company in America, Vinegar Syndrome, yeah. have put out a Blu-ray release of this? <laughs> Jesus so Christ! Someone or a team have actually sat and done a full 4K restoration, and apparently it looks the fucking tits. Well, and I'm going to have to buy it because. Why wouldn't you? You know, people know it. People know this. Well, some people know it. Like when you put up that uh, the teaser poster, <laughs> the phone. Rudy got it. He texts me. He says, "Is that blood beat?" I was like, "How the fuck did you get that for that?" <laughs> is that from mystical boinging? Mystical boinging. He's like, I, I was racking my brains, but I is it? And I says, it, "It is." But I cannot believe you knew that. <laughs> but that's what that was. <laughs> mystical boinging is in case nobody seen the picture. The subtitle that comes up every time the samurai. <laughs> appears and mystical boinging appears seven times in the movie that's right I watched the, the full thing again with subtitles just to count that <laughs> oh god hey, I've got another quote this is a, another quote between Gary and Kathy. and Gary says I'm a simple man I need some love and affection he says he needs his dick sucked that's what it is <laughs> so that means if your guy says that to you would you let Kathy do it though because Kathy looks like Properly off her head. Yeah, she looked. Aye, she looks uh, late phase Shelley Duvall and Margot Kidder. Yeah, so I don't think I'd let her anywhere near it. No. <laughs> Another note here about how I love that house. I just love the colours and how it's still like late seventies, and I'd live there right now, as as it was, as it looked in that movie. I would live in it right now. Exposed brick fireplaces in the middle of the room and stuff. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Even though it's haunted by a the samurai ghost, as we're about to find out. Yeah, well, yeah, well. I don't know about that part, but the house itself. Um, so this, the, I'm at my notes now where Uncle Pete is killed. Aye, yep. so he's driving home, yeah. So he's killed in an off-camera death by an unknown assailant. While the mother is back in the house staring at Sarah intently on the couch. Where the siblings play Monopoly and Gary has headphones to the vinyl and all I'm thinking is when is the damn samurai going to show up? How excited did you get when he did? I, well, I don't really think I did because you don't really get a lot of it, do you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they cuts to the old couple in the bed, the guy who's a total fucking misogynist. Yeah, he's so like rural Wisconsin hillbilly though, isn't he? He's like the check or like not hillbilly, but it's like uh, that kind of lumberjacky style, like the check shirt and the trucker hat. Yeah, literally wearing a trucker hat in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's just like get me tea, and then he goes half on one about how he's got no orange juice and I was like you never fucking ask for orange juice you literally never ask for orange juice yeah but then she goes but did you see she makes some powdered orange juice yeah 
That's fucking weird and gross. Maybe that's but, why he was raging. Let me tell you a note before we get to the... When it, when it jumps in, the old lady says, when you're hit by... When you're shot by one of those maniacs, they left in a line fluff up. I like that. Because people stutter and say the wrong thing all the time. I'm fucking the worst for it. But they always cut it out of movies. Like, everybody has a perfect sentence every single time they say something. Now, I get it. Like, it would be quite tedious if you had mistakes all the time when you're watching a movie. But that odd one, I think I think in this movie, they just either never noticed or they never had time or they couldn't be bothered to sort it. They just let it go. But um, I like it when it's kind of left in. If we kept in all your fuck-ups, we'd be in, like, episode 242. <laughs> <laughs> So, so like you said, um, she, he tells her to make her a cup of tea. Make me a cup of tea. That'll be all. And then she puts a tray of tea on a waterbed. That is so fucking stressful. That could. I fucking hate food and drink in a bed. I cannot stand food and drink in a bed. On a what fucking waterbed? A waterbed. Yeah, that's a, that. That's the biggest concern here. <laughs> Who the fuck had a waterbed and why? <laughs> like, you imagine sleeping in a waterbed? No, I can't. I don't understand why it's a thing. Should you just imagine if the waterbed burst? Like, you would literally, you would flood your bedroom and then you'd flood the rooms underneath as well. They are the stupidest fucking invention ever. And surely nobody still has one. That's one of those inventions that lasted from, like, 1975 to 1980. Yeah. And that's it. The only people that still have waterbeds are proper sexual predators. Cause you guys who something... own strip clubs. Yeah, you obviously get something from it. I, I, I get seasick, so I don't really want to go to bed and be sick every night. Can you imagine banging in a waterbed? No. Wait, you're not, how are you going to balance yourself? Get some, you know, for your traction in that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'd be good at all. That would be it. That, that's, literally, that's literally my worst nightmare. You know how you said, last time we said about my worst nightmare was sitting in Russia traffic? Well, that's that's hell for me. Sitting in Russia traffic for 23 hours a day and one hour of the day on a waterbed. Sitting in Russia traffic knowing that all you're doing when you go home is getting into your waterbed. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's hell. <laughs> I, I don't oh. understand. If anyone is listening to this and had a waterbed or still has a waterbed or knows anyone that has a waterbed, please contact us and we'll get you help and find out why yeah, just tell i tell us why <laughs> right um so between between the uh, old couple uh she's making that boat powdered orange juice uh, and he's upstairs like fucking stroking the dug uh sarah is in bed in the other house and she's having nighttime vision of the samurai stalking waterbed guy but it's it's like a wank vision isn't it it's like a wank dream <laughs> She and I was like, "Is that is this a wank? Is this a wank dream?" I was like, "That is." She's lazy jizzing all over the thought of this couple getting stabbed, and she, she's 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 what jizzing? Lady jizzing. I thought he said lazy jizzing. I was like, "What is what is active jizzing?" I because she's asleep, so I, it could be lazy jizzing because she doesn't really need to do anything. I think what is meant to happen that every time the ghost samurai attacks, Sarah has an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Or Sarah is controlling it through her vagina, which is actually quite incredible. Imagine having a girlfriend that yeah, every time she farts, a samurai ghost comes through the door. Do you know? What I mean? Like honestly, this movie, fucking hell! How would you explain that to your parents? Like in the chaos, like right, what's going on? Is my girlfriend right? Every time she puts her fingers up, or there's this. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You run upstairs. What are you doing? 
Oh, it's amazing. Oh, so it's we, just, we think, I, we, we, so we think that every time the samurai ghost who you can barely see behind this mad blue neon light, every time he kills someone, it's connected to Hanaway and she has an orgasm. It's, you know I mean? That's that's all over the place. That's nonsense. Absolute fucking nonsense. That's what the synopsis should be. Girl, rural Wisconsin controls samurai ghost with vagina. Five out of five. It, it should it should just be bloodbeat. Absolute nonsense. And that's it. I would I would watch it if that was the synopsis because then I would know what I was getting. Surely you knew what you were getting when I said Scott is a bit like Demon Wind. Just watch it and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, prick uh, lumberjack guy finds his wife dead and then the samurai kind of walks from. But I think we got a point of view camera from the samurai. We don't really see the samurai at this point, but uh, lumberjack guy dives through the window in his pants. <laughs> um, and he runs to uh, he runs to Gary's house, but then we jump back to the living room of that family, and Gary's still sitting with his earphones. But it's actually from a different angle. He's not. It was. I thought he was listening to vinyl. He's actually watching TV. But he's holding the remote in his hand, but it actually looks like he's holding an iPhone, and it looks right up to date. You know, with people who style stuff in the past and that hipsters, yeah. they're called. <laughs> I actually thought as when I watched that, I thought that TV remote looks so fashionable. Yeah. Right. So wait a minute, man. I think this, yeah, my notes are weird because this movie's weird, right? <laughs> so he's so he's driving. So the guy, the lumberjack guy, either drives away or runs away. But the the samurai is now an archer samurai. He's shooting arrows at him. Most samurais had bow and arrows. Okay, bow and arrow was like the kind of premier weapon. Okay, in like fucking tenth century onwards, Japan. I know that because I have been listening to an audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, it said, my note says, uh, so he's an archer samurai and now the fire is exploding. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the fire was. But it's also, there's a cupboard opening earthquake. That happens. Oh, is that, oh, so that's in the house. So yeah. that's, we then cut to Gary and I hear something happening at the front door. They all get up and realise that Paul has been killed. <laughs> Yeah, and he's managed uh, to like kind of be halfway in through the front door, or did. Yeah, and there is a cat who appears. I have no idea where the fuck the cat came from because the cat never appears again. It's never mentioned, but there's a cat in the house. I seen that on like the third watch, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, the air starts shaking. The house starts trying to attack them, and there's like cans and knives flying through the it's, air. It's it's like we tubs of porridge. <laughs> Like now he's getting he's getting hit with flying tubs of porridge and they've added like pew pew sound effects. <laughs> the practical effects are on point in this film. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like up close of like literally of, of a drawer and somebody's just banging it from the underside to make the cutlery all rattle. But it's just this prolonged scene in the kitchen with all the doors flapping about. It's I don't understand what happens or what it's actually what means I've actually written what is actually going on here and who put up those shitty Christmas lights because they look fucking awful <laughs> but also who did put up those shitty Christmas lights because at the start of this film which is apparently like three hours before all this shit happens there were no Christmas lights in the house yeah I know Gary's came in he's been absolutely raging at Kathy doesn't want to marry him he stormed away they went hunting they found a guy they've come back in between there at some point somebody's got up a ladder and put on shite Christmas lights I know, but I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know. Oh, I love this film. So my next note again is, what the fuck is actually going on here? <laughs> Ted and Dolly trapped in the closet. And then, yeah, so they get locked in the, because for some reason they get knocked into the cupboard 
and the door shuts and they kind of get out. This is where all this banging and shit's happening. And then we get the mum, who now has magic hands. <laughs> I just wrote, These graphics are incredible. <laughs> that is the best CGI that any 80s film has ever had. <laughs> so... And so, and so she just like has like she holds her hands out, and then this I think she gets red colour, so she gets this red glow over the top of her, and then the samurai just leaves them in the house thanks to mum's magic hands, but then he somehow found this uh, drunk harmonica party in the woods, <laughs> which is a party that all of us should attend. And this is when we get the first full view kind of of the samurai, and also Sarah Lady Lady Jizzy's again with every blade slice, only this actually- time. Quite, quite cool in a film. Like, I've never seen that done before. But, I mean, I don't understand why, though. Yeah, I don't think you have to understand why. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think it, at this point in the film, if you're still thinking, right, hopefully there's an explanation coming round the corner, then more fool you, because you're not going to get it. I, I also think that this time she's not dreaming this time. She's awake because um, her, and, her and Ted are at it. So, uh, Ted, so when she's having these... Uh, Bleeding not towards like all the all the samurai slices. Ted just thinks he's an absolute fuckmaster. <laughs> a fuckmaster three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> also, Ted has his priorities right. There's literally people dead. There is a ghost samurai, and all Ted cares about is getting his hole from the girl <laughs> who's technically controlling it through her vagina. Yeah. So he's like he's uh, accomplice. Um. So then, this is the next day, and Ted gets on his hunting gear and walks out behind the house, and the camera zooms into the woods. I thought, like, oh, yeah, zoom into the woods so we know where he's going. That's good directing, that is. <laughs> and this is the point where there's a there's a back and forth between Dolly and her mum, and it's just like zooming into their faces where they do, like, are they mind entering? I was like, what the fuck just happened? But I tell you what, right, this is the, this is what I was talking about earlier on. These actors don't seem like family to me. This is, like the, this is how shite acting they are. They don't seem like family. I'd much more believe they're all on the verge of fucking each other. <laughs> also, I wouldn't need to... I wouldn't need... Uh... Right, sorry, this is the part where, where uh, Gary's going to... He's got a dead body in the back of his truck and he's going to drive it to town, but the truck's all messed up. So he shouts to Cathy and says, I'm going to have to take the horse some because the truck's messed up. I says, I wouldn't need the truck to be messed up. I'd be out in that horse all day dressed like a <laughs> badass cowboy because he was. Even just even when there's a samurai ghost tearing yep. your family apart. Yeah, well, I mean, he's obviously <laughs> going for help. He doesn't realise the samurai ghost at this point. But I tell you what, one thing I did notice: his hat's too small for him. They've not bought him a proper size hat. Maybe he brought that himself. Well, he was Maybe stupid to buy the wrong size hat because he has to hold it in his head, and then later on in the movie, it falls off with just like a touch. So his hat's too small. <laughs> I'm glad that's that's what you took from Bloodbeat. Yeah, you might know um, samurais, uh, but I know cowboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you said that you think all the characters are probably on the verge of fucking that's maybe why the script and dialogue and everything else went out the window they probably were all fucking yeah I think that's what I thought yeah but like <laughs> like the actors actually off off camera in that like Sarah when she's fapping in the bed that's actually her doing it and they've just thought why don't we just make that control the samurai oh that's a good idea mate. <laughs> it's, I think that's the kind <sighs> of yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thought process definitely <laughs> um, so, like, but do you want right? What, what was the option for you know how like there's there's all these kind of weird inverted color scenes when they're walking through the woods? Yeah. What was that about? Not a clue. Okay. Well, at least it's not just me then. And then is this? Did Gary actually chop down the samurai ghost with an axe? Yeah, he does because he, he chops the, the ghost down and he brings the suit into the house. Oh no! Because 
Is it not that the mum? That basically, I think the entire family, I think, are telekinetic or have some sort of. Well, the mum definitely is, and the two the, mom the son is. and daughter are. Gary's not because he's like a stepdad. <laughs> they refuse to marry him into the yeah. family. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure that. I, I do not remember what happens to this, but... Oh, yeah, sorry, I've got it, I've got it, my, my next couple of notes. Yeah. But my first thing I want to ask is, why in old movies do they repeat lines all the time? You know how they notice that? Like, when, at uh, this part, um, Dolly's saying, Mom was right! Mom was right! Mom was right! It's like, as if they'd done a bunch of takes of the same line, then just thought, fuck it, they're all good. It's the same about where Ted's asking his mum like, if she knows about the samurai, and he's like, Mama, you don't mean, you don't mean, Mama, Mum, yeah, yeah. Mum, you don't mean, Mama, Mum, <laughs> Mama, Mama, you don't mean. It's like, it's like not, it's, nobody's edited in, they're just sitting there, like, just, ah, that'll do. So, the, so Gary brings the empty suit into the house, and um, they're like, fucking get rid of that shit, man, and, and the mum goes, no, yeah, burn it, get rid of it, and he goes, I can't burn it, it's too important. I was like, I was walking around in the woods, you hit it with an axe, and it fell to the ground in a pile of stuff. The police are not going to believe there was once a man in that suit. Fucking burn it. I think all of us should treat life a wee bit like Gary. He <laughs> cuts down a ghost samurai, lifts his clays, takes it into the house, and Gary should actually just put them on. Wow, <laughs> oh, <look what> one. <laughs> like, I like Gary. Gary's my favourite character in oh, this entire man. thing. <laughs> I don't know. So the next, um, the next note I've got is now Sarah has magic hands too. <laughs> she sets a picture on fire. Yeah, the picture of Kathy, young Kathy. Yeah, and now she has the blue magic in her hands and is holding Ted. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like honestly, I've actually asked at this point. I know we've said it throughout the whole episode. Do you think these old movies actually thought out their storylines or just made it up as they went along? In the case of this, probably made up as they went along. Or they've cut out a lot of shit that explains what's happening. Because obviously at this point then you realise that Sarah is possessed or she's got some connection to it and so is Cathy because Sarah wants to hurt Cathy and that's why she's burning the picture of Cathy. And that's why Cathy's been weird with her. So there's a connection. It's just never, ever, ever explained. Oh yeah, sorry, yes, yes, yes. Sarah is the girlfriend and she's got the blue magic which is... The samurai magic, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my next note is, holy fuck. <laughs> and this one too quotes a, do you remember me? So it is you. So at this point, this is... <laughs> this is where uh, Sarah has put the samurai outfit on. <laughs> She's, put the samurai... <laughs> She's put the samurai suit on. And her and the mum are ancient spirits of good and evil. <laughs> and, but Sarah has also managed, by putting the samurai outfit on, she's also caked her face fully in samurai makeup. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, oh my absolute God. It's I, I mean, oh fuck. And do you know what? The soundtrack of this movie is all over the place as well, just as much as the themes. It's a mix of synth 80s to chanting monks to classical. But I think like, Classical music, I think all the music they used is also all free. It's not um, copyright. Yeah. I think that's the reason used a lot of it. There's more screeching violins in the last 20 minutes of this film <laughs> than anyone ever needs. My note there had been, so the samurai is Sarah and who is also Kathy's brother. Because Kathy says something like, oh, you're after me and I know what you're wanting. And I was like, 
what, so is the samurai her brother? Why is her brother a Japanese samurai? Why is he a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> is it like ancient spirits that have travelled through bodies over time? Is that is that what the, the idea they were going for but did not execute or fill that story out at all? Why would the ancient spirits end up in rural Wisconsin? <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, one of, them, one of them's a painter and a sculptor and the other one's a samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, fuck's sake. So uh, the samurai manages to kill the mum, who then turns into a porridge face when she was killed. <laughs> There's no, she's dead and her face goes all flaky and white. Like I don't understand what the need for that was at all. I don't think she's dead though. Is, is that not meant to be the, the, the samurai brother Sarah vagina ghost has <laughs> sucked, sucked the life out of Cathy? Or sucked the, the powers from Cathy, so Cathy has turned into Rivia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So then then we find out that the siblings have combined the magic hands. Yeah, like they make it make it stronger when they hold hands. Mm, yeah. As all power does in a family. Yeah. And also the samurai talks like a a Dalek. You can't defeat me. That's impossible. You can't do that. You don't have any power. <laughs> that's the that's obviously what Samurai goes to say. Oh no, y- you can't do that. <laughs> oh, but that so for, this is literally in the last five minutes. The mum gets killed. Then the two sis, uh, brother and sisters go in. They put shitty graphics over their hands, and they get they get blue magic as well. Though do they not? They don't get red magic. I'm sure it's red magic, and it you sure? I think they, I think they, I think they fuck it up. I think they give them red magic, eh, blue magic. Would it surprise you if they'd fucked it up? No, not in the slightest. <laughs> but they managed to kill the samurai, and then they just walk away like nothing has actually happened. <laughs> it's just it's an odd day. That's it. Yeah, Christmas with Gary. Then he puts he puts on his mum's poncho on his sister that he had to take off over his mum's porridge face. <laughs> and then they just put it on it's fucking gross uh, maybe that's them now transferring so the the head power guru of the family was Cathy and now it's Dolly maybe it's just it, it just none of it makes sense even the title doesn't actually make sense to the movie none of it <laughs> it's just absolutely bonkers <laughs> They should, they should have called it anything to do with samurai or ghost or fanny fountain. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what it is. What, what is blood beat? There's hardly any blood in it. And the soundtrack, like you say, transcends all fucking uh, genres. Oh, it's wild. It's incredible. It's it. incredible that it's that it was made. Like This is, this is actually a, a fantastic time for horror cinema, to be honest with you. It's incredible that people have then took this and restored it. Like, the, there's no, there's no Blu-ray releases in some classic films, and yet this has been restored. <laughs> oh, excellent! I, I love, I love the world. I love this film. Uh, uh, it's so good. Do you want my final summation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, that was like Demon Wind. Nonsense. A flimsy storyline with wild loose ends. Awful acting and an awful script, but still somehow enjoyable enough to watch all the way through. None of it actually made sense. There are so many questions still to be answered. And when I seen Samurai in the synopsis, I expected at least one sword battle. And when the son walked in at the end, I thought he was going to pick up the second sword. But no, 
It's quick skips and movies like that that save money, I guess. Fun, bonkers and eccentric. Two samurai sex dreams out of five. Uh, I can understand the two, but I did think you would you would go higher. See, before you give your rating and your final uh, roundup, can I actually go back because I forgot to put this in as a note? The samurai, before she's, before she's killed, before she's killed anyone, she turns into samurai and she stabs Gary by throwing a sword at him through his stomach. <laughs> and then she pulls out another sword from somewhere out, or out the sheath and she's got a sword they just forget that there was now two swords invented that's why I thought that Ted was going to get in a sword fight which would have been fucking brilliant but they didn't they just forgot that that sword existed or they didn't like supposed to have like stabbed Gary and then come back out and floated back over but they don't show it they skipped it over nonsense <laughs> <laughs> wait what's your final view of this wait what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah. three and a half out of five <laughs> Three and a half. It's yeah. <laughs> It's just. Oh, it's. They go. They're different, right? This for being a movie that I had a lot of fun with. That I would recommend people go and watch. And I would sit with all my pals and get drunk and just watch it and laugh at how fucking ridiculous it is. Then, yeah, I, I would honestly give it a three or a three and a half. Technically, it's like it's a shambolic. It's a one, <laughs> but yeah, even if that, yeah, I really, oh, I, it's the same as Demon Wind. It's so ridiculous. It's so illogical. It's so nonsensical that it's it, it's hard not to really enjoy it. There's actually be a team of folk that are. However long they spent making this, like the a team of folk went to work every day for say a month, say two months, thinking that they were making like the next big horror, <laughs> and they came up with this. It's it's fascinating. It's, I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me think that it's possible that 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 the wild ideas that I have of sometimes of thinking I could I could write and create a movie makes me think yes I actually could. Watch your thumbs like this. There's a fine line though between being terrible and that's a, it's terrible and being so bad that it's fun and good. Yeah. Like you can you can be it's the same as that there's a fine line between being a genius and being a mentalist and all it is is strapping symbols to your knees. Because <laughs> if you ask Mr. Boone, the man in the moon, he's a psychopath. Bob Dylan was a genius. And the only <laughs> difference is symbols in their knees. That's what this is like. You can be so bad, you're good, or you can be so bad, it's terrible. And this, like Demon Wind, is so bad, it's fucking good. It's a genius film. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I mean. This is the Bob Dylan of horror cinema. <laughs> <Okay>. All right. <laughs> it was enjoyable, definitely. And I recommend anybody listening who hasn't watched it, even after listening to us, talk it scene for scene you should go and watch it because it's daft and it's only about an hour and a half even if that long so it's it's it flies past the lines and also everything we've said is conjecture like we have no idea what the fuck's going on in this film <laughs> maybe you watch it and go oh duh this is what happens I doubt it but if you do please message us and tell us because I've watched it three times once fully with subtitles and I still don't have a fucking clue what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so that was Bloodbeat uh, oh, I wish we'd kept that for episode 100 <laughs> God <laughs> uh, so we'll take a short break and then we'll be back to close out the show 
It's the last day of school, and I'm in my last class. I'm talking to my super cool teacher. I thank him for a shrek-tastic year. He says, It was charming to be with you. No, it can't be. I turn towards him. It's just as I suspected. It was Prince Charming this whole time. I lunge after him, trying to lodge onions in his pretty boy rectum, but it was no use. As I uncover his anus, Fairy Godmother emerges and puts a layer restriction spell on me. It's all ogre now. Just as I thought my last layer was being stripped from my soul, Shrek crashes through the ceiling. Yes. Without a moment's hesitation, Shrek grabs Charming by the dick, rips it off and strangles him with it. Fairy Godmother tried to fly away, but Shrek pulled out his onion zuka. Fairy Godmother burns to ashes. Shrek restores my layers and gives me an onion. I go home with a sore anus from his massive ogre-sized shaft. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. So, have you watched anything else uh, in between Mystical Boyan? I well, have I watched anything else? Um, I'm still kind of pouring through Game of Thrones. I'm almost finished it. Uh, well, finished I'm, the full I, thing. I, yeah, I'm up to season seven. I'm about to start season seven. Right. Okay. Um, I don't think I've actually watched anything. Anything else? I'm watching Britain's Got Talent just now. I know that it's, you know, it's, uh, aye, but it's, I like, it's good fun. It's a good laugh. I think I can see a lot of them. A lot of the kind of stuff is all set up. Like I'm aware of that. Like and but the live shows is a bit different. But there was a cool girl on last night or Monday night, maybe, um, who had like this kind of magic kind of misdirection act. But she she done it around like a ghost story, like a haunting. So it was kind of scary and it was right spooky and dead gothic and it was really quite good. She had a kind of switch part where she's supposed to switch with the person playing her ghost at the top of the stairs and in the live show she stepped out for the corner just a tad too early so you totally seen it, like watching it in the house. But um, other than that, and she also didn't get through, but other than that, uh, that was really quite good. Really quite well done. Is that when Amanda Holden swore? Yeah, yeah. I seen in the news article today and it said like, oh, Amanda Holden let out like a really... <clears throat> offensive swear word but BBC News didn't tell you what it was so I went searching thinking like it was going to be like cunt flaps or no, something she just, just, yeah she just said fuck because yeah, she got a fright fucking fake news man I hate Britain's Got Talent because yeah. of that no that's just the fake news man nah it's also Britain's Got Talent mm. Britain's not got talent that's why those people are on that show every year fucking like making their dog jump through hoops or drive little cars that would actually be amazing has that ever happened <laughs> Uh, there was a psychic dog on last night, yeah. A psychic? Did he drive a car? How did, how did they arrive? Uh, did wait, he, he, arrive no, he, he, just, he just walked in, I'm afraid. Ah, not quite as good. Yeah. Uh, I watched The Perfection on Netflix. Is it good? It is interesting. I watched uh, the trailer and I thought that I had worked the whole thing out by the just by the trailer. However, I've seen um, Kate's comments in her group, I think it was Kate's, and either the nerves and, and teapots, and she said that some twists were predictable, and then there was further twists that she didn't see yeah. coming. Is that yeah. would that be correct? Yeah, I watched the trailer, and I even said to Lena, I was like, "This the trailers already ruined us. Like, what is the point in the first half hour of the movie? 
because you know it's going to happen. Yeah. But no, it does. It twists further and further, right. uh, like Kate said. And there's some proper grim bits that I did not... At one point, I actually shouted out, on the name of fuck, because <laughs> it just... It went to an extreme that I did, I was not anticipating, and for that, it's worth a watch. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping to watch that. Yeah, definitely. Because it's Netflix original as well, the cinematography and stuff is great mm-hmm. in it, and the acting across the board and there's a lesbian scene so for all you lesbian lovers checking all the boxes yeah <laughs> uh, and what else did I watch uh, I watched a movie called you'll see me posting about it a few weeks ago Hagazusa yeah yeah weird man weird good weird weird <laughs> like, <laughs> one of those ones that I'm still it's still making me feel weird it's Basically, the witch or the vivitch, right? But some days took like all of, most of the dialogue out. It's also German, made it more of a slow burn, and just made it like so heavy and kind of weirdly psychedelic. Have you ever seen Antichrist? Yeah. It's, but it wasn't when I was kind of appreciating movies the way that I do now. It was a good maybe ten years ago. I went to see it in the cinema and I didn't enjoy it. But I think I maybe give it a second opinion now. But I don't really fancy revisiting it. If I'm honest. Well, right. Imagine there's a bucket and Antichrist has come in and it's just into that bucket, and then the Vivitch has come in and just into that bucket, and somebody has come in and stirred it all up. That bucket is Hagazusa. <laughs> okay. It's weird, man. I don't know if you, I don't know if you'd like it, but it's, it seems really art house. It's the only reason I want to talk about it is because I still can't make up my mind. It's one of those ones that folk will either absolutely love and think it's amazing, or folk will fucking hate it. I can't. I don't think it'll be anyone sitting on the fence, apart from you, who'll probably absolutely love it and give it a one, or absolutely hate it and give it a five. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's it. I oh, forgot. Man, I forgot to. I forgot to say what I was doing. Uh, the unlimited card I've got. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, using the fuck out of it to make sure I get my money's worth. So I've been and seen uh, Aladdin. Right. How was that? That's really good. Because these were they were like our childhood, like Aladdin. There was when we were kind of our age range. Uh, it was aimed at when it came out. So I thought I am going to see it. So they've changed it up slightly. Um, and they've made by, some things for by, by making it live action. Well, obviously they've done that, but you know how like the live action one's supposed to be like kind of shot for shot remakes uh, of the cartoon. So they've, they've changed it up a bit, but it, it all kind of works. And I, I'm glad that they've they made sure they listened to what would be a fucking outcrying uh, in this day and age that they've not whitewashed the cast at all. It's all authentic look, looking. Um, I'm assuming they're all authentic. They are all authentic um, from the area that's supposed to be set. Uh, Will Smith does a good job, um, and. The, the only thing I think I feel is if the songs are a bit slower, they felt slower um, than, than the cartoon version. But I guess you can't even with it. Just it just seems that humans can't move actually as fast or as impractically as cartoons can. So that's probably why it was a bit slower. But uh, no, overall it was it was really good and enjoyable. Technically, slightly whitewashing because they have a black man played a blue man. No, he's blue. Is he blue in it? Yeah, he's blue. Well. I just want a member of the Blue Man Group to play a genie. <laughs> I feel I feel that like this was the this was the Blue Man Group's time to shine, <laughs> and Will Smith has stolen it from underneath them. Yeah, 
He's a bastard. He's a Scientologist. It's what you, it's what you get. I also went and seen uh, Rocketman. Right. Yeah, that's fun. Is it a musical? Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. It's like, like it's more like a Mamma Mia style musical than a Bohemian Rhapsody style musical. Yeah, I'm out. No, I, it's, I, honestly, it's good I like fun. John, I came, I came out. out. I came out wanting my life to be a musical and wanting to be Elton John. That makes me want to see it even less. But I do that when I watch movies because I came out the other night they're wanting to be a street rat for Agrabah, so it's, it's just, you know, I, I fully escape into movies and forget to come back into reality. <laughs> I came out wanting to be a neon blue samurai yeah. that only moves when people are stroking their vaginas. <laughs> Talks like a robot, yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant. So next week is episode 99. Which is your pick? I'm going to pick a good one. Like, I'm actually going to really give it proper thought and pick a really good one. 99 episodes and you're finally giving it some thought, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, and we have a wee plan for episode 100, which might have dropped by the time this drops, or it might not, so let's just keep it a secret just yes, yeah. <laughs> probably shouldn't even have mentioned it <laughs> but just know that there's something quite cool coming from episode 100 possibly it's brewing but you'll kind of need to be in the Facebook group to to interact with it is that given too much yeah away? no that's that's fine yeah you be in the Facebook group for this one because this uh, to get first dibs otherwise you'll miss it until yeah. it comes here Unless I can work out a way to get people that aren't on the Facebook. Anyway, we're straight with technology, so we'll see what happens. But next week, episode 99, Scott's pick. Until then, get us on the Facebook group or on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, keep listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. You, you also have time to pre-order our limited edition Monster Mash t-shirt which you can find at www.scottandleamversuseevil.com forward slash merch. They will ship late June. Um, so you, you know, get it now or get it never, basically. Yeah. And you get free stickers. Yeah. Loads of free stickers. And I'm, do you know what? There's going to be a Ghost Samurai sticker now. <laughs> it's happening. So there you go. Uh, and also, order number 42 still gets a pair of my pants. <laughs> Soiled, I've decided. Uh, so, yeah, until then... Bye. Cheerio. That was the worst way. I'm